Well, it's December 15th. December 15th in 1791. Our founding fathers took the uh, Constitution and made some amendments. We call them the Bill of Rights. So today is Bill of Rights Day. Happy Bill of Rights Day. Number 10, the 10th Amendment. You know, we've got so many, the, the right to bear arms, the Second Amendment, we know the First Amendment, free speech. But uh, the number 10 gives power to the states. And I think this is very important. One great thing about that right, uh, that part of the Bill of Rights right now is it's the greatest weapon we have. States rise up and uh, come against legalized abortion. What do we do, church? We pray. But we also put our, you know, faith without works is dead. We put our faith into action. We need to vote. We need to find the right governors, senators, representatives, all in your state that will be anti-abortion and pro-life. Pray your state jo joins this growing majority who want to end murder today. That's my soapbox, and I'm sticking to it. Up next, the A.M. Kevin Show with your host, Kevin Shorey. But first, we would like to tell you a little bit about Kevin Shorey's. 38 years ago, Kevin Shorey felt the calling to use his talents as a singer, songwriter, and evangelist to help fulfill the Great Commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Today, Kevin Shorey Ministries is continuing this mission through television, radio, social media, streaming, music, and evangelistic services. During the show, Kevin will tell you how you can help him spread the word that Jesus is the answer for this world today. Won't you consider helping us in this great cause? Thank you. Now, sit back and enjoy this edition of A.M. Kevin. The following program is presented by Kevin Shorey Ministries, whose mission is to fulfill the Great Commission by spreading the word that Jesus is the answer for this world today. What time is it? Why, it's time for A.M. Kevin. Merry Christmas. Live from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, it's time once again for another edition of A.M. Kevin. Starring evangelist, composer, and gospel artist Kevin Shorey and the entire A.M. Kevin Club gang. And now, from the A.M. Kevin Studios, located in Stone Ridge Books and Gifts in beautiful Ashland City, Tennessee, reaching coast to coast and around the world with the message that Jesus is the reason for the season, is your host, Kevin Shorey. Good morning and welcome to the A.M. Kevin Club. It's a great day to serve the Lord. I'm so glad you're watching today. It is a great day. We are celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior. Christ Jesus, who is the reason for the season, don't just tell me happy holidays without making sure that you include the reason we even celebrate. Santa wouldn't have a job. There'd be no Jack Frost, Rudolph, Frosty, none of that. There'd be no I'm dreaming of a white Christmas or even jingle bells if it wasn't for Jesus who came for one purpose, and that's to die for you and me, Pastor 
Dale A. Robbins is in the house, author of Prayer Solutions and one of my favorite titles, uh, How to Keep from Getting Hurt in the Church. We're going to talk a little bit about all that, plus the Lord Jesus, of course, and Christmas. But let's do a song that I got an idea for. Uh, I don't know where it came from, maybe from heaven. I don't like to blame God for all my songs, but I do know that it was Christmas was the plan all along. After Adam and Eve had sinned, he'd already had a way to plan. I mean, he already knew Adam and Eve were going to sin, so he knew everything, but he knew a way to redeem us, and it was through the Lord Jesus Christ. This is called His Perfect Plan. Come on. Just an accident, nor a coincidence, but skillfully crafted by his hand. Not just a holiday, but meant to wash away all the wicked sins of mortal man. It was our Father's dream for himself to. God's master architect crafted a flawless and perfect design. Even though hell did its best to block him, no power on earth could stop him. Nothing could stop Bethlehem's child. Not just an accident, nor a coincidence. a holiday oh, meant to wash away all the wicked sins of mortal man. It was our Father's dream for His love to redeem. Christmas was His perfect plan. Oh, even before I was born on this earth, God planned for Mary to us all to be set free. Oh, not just an accident, nor a coincidence, a skillfully crafted by his hand. Not just a holiday, but it was meant to wash away all the wicked sins of mortal. Pastor, I know you do. I should maybe give you a mic if you're going to answer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I know you do. It was the perfect plan. I did mess up one little part of the verse. It says, even before this world was <clears throat> crafted, God's master architect drafted. But God was the master architect. So it's supposed to say, God the master architect drafted. Yeah. And I said, God's ma- who else would it, would it be? But God himself who made this perfect plan. And that's your song, right? I did write that. Yes, yeah, I did. Beautiful. All by my lonesome self. Thank you. Excellent. Um, <clears throat> on my Christmas CD, no uh, shameless plugs here, but uh, <laughs> that is on the Christmas CD. As a matter of fact, you get anything this Christmas. Let me get the offering time out of the way, and then we can go right to the message. But um, anything that you uh, donate, we like to give gifts for donations. You don't buy anything. We don't sell anything, but we love to give gifts for donations, uh, we have the new GAP. Why are you promoting the GAP? I'm not, not the store. It stands for God Answers Prayer. And we're going to yeah, talk about prayer that. today yes. and prayer solutions. But uh, anything that you order from kevinshory.com, 844-47-KEVIN is our phone number. Somebody called from New York today wanting more of those faith t-shirts. You know of our faith shirts. Um, anything you get, we're doing as a bonus. We're giving you the Christmas CD and that song, His Perfect Plan, is on that. So any CDs, T-shirts, hoodies, ball caps. We, I have one left in the base. The, what I have left are black, gray, and blue. And if you'll do it this Christmas time, a Christmas gift to our ministry, we'll send that to say thank you. Just tell me what color you want, <clears throat> and we'll send it. If you go to our website and punch in the site for Optivita Health, which has all the silver products, I am... Sucking on a silver lozenge right now. Do you have a, do you have any trouble? I'm not gonna make fun of you. I'm not really not. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, do you have a problem saying lozenge? No, no, lozenge. I, see, <laughs> I used to work with a minister. You know, no, uh, no secret. For ten years, I was a co-host with Jim Baker. <laughs> Could not say that word if it killed him. He cannot. It was lozenge, lozenge. I don't know. I don't. He was creative. In the fact that he had different word for it every time. But but the silver, it's pure silver, a little bit of lemon and honey and natural products in the silver lozenge. We also have the silver gel, liquid silver. I was telling Pastor how people really believe and have testified of the healing properties that are in pure silver. And this is the purest there is. They call it nano silver because it not only is pure silver, it goes to work immediately and doesn't just, uh, you know, excrete out of you in any way, shape, through your pores or whatever, or using the restroom. It stays in there and does its work. And this, topically, I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. People with serious burns and cuts that the doctors were amazed how quick they healed because of silver. So I say all that. If you do get silver, let me know. The company doesn't tell me the names of everybody that does the orders there on that site. But if you if you know... Yeah, I mean, if you've done it, please let me know so that I can send you as a bonus the Christmas CD. And this is really the last week. By next week, you might not get it in time for Christmas. I want you to be singing some of the songs the Lord has given me, plus Old Little Town of Bethlehem's on there. My daughter and I sing it together. It's really cute and special. But uh, I'm glad that you're here today, Pastor. Thank you for being here. If I had the... uh, if I was really good, I'd have the applause button ready to yeah. just say, yay, it is Pastor Dale A. Robbins. The A stands for? Allen. Allen, all right, like an AA. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Right, yeah. AA Allen. Uh, not AA, yeah, and never mind. Um, <laughs> but I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, you were here with your wife. If y'all remembered, Miss Jerry Robbins was here and sang so pretty for us. 
and uh, he's um, agreed to come back and to share whatever's on his heart. Now, he's an author of so many different books. Uh, he has the broadcast called This Is The Day yes. That the Lord Has Made. Amen. Amen. He has four such books, including the newest Prayer Solutions, but also uh, I want to hear a little bit of how to keep from getting hurt in the church. Because I know some people, you know, it's interesting enough. I, I didn't know that title till this morning. But it's interesting enough that w just at dinner last night, me and my family were talking about this. We we heard of a church where where somebody uh, felt called to tell another somebody that because she had her baby out of wedlock, she shouldn't bring her baby or even if she should even be in church. You know, don't bring that baby will just cause trouble here. Uh, what? Who is called to do stuff like that? But people get hurt in the church. Maybe something a pastor incidentally says, you know, uh, to hurt somebody, you know, but it's usually right. Isn't it usually the church members against each other? You, and, and how that happens, I have no idea. It never comes into my brain, pastor, <laughs> that I'm going to hurt somebody or even say to anybody anything less than than edifying or encouraging. You know, like some little meaning, oh, you're sick. You, you, there must be sin in your life or you don't have enough faith or what did you do? You know, I, I don't understand that mentality. And I just threw out a whole bunch of things. <laughs> Go. <laughs> How do we so, keep from getting hurt? Well, sometimes there are, there are those who come into the church with hurts already. And so oh, sure. almost anything that comes along can potentially cause hurt. So the book that I, I wrote deals with a lot of this, uh, uh, bringing hurts uh, into the church with you. But also, yeah. as a Christian, we... We have to be aware of the sensitivities and the uh, the potential um, wounds that people come into the church with. After all, the church is supposed to be a place of healing. Exactly, it's the hospital for the lost. And you said to be aware. How do they? How are you not aware you're hurting somebody or pushing them out? Well, um, you know, one of the one of the extraordinary things about the church is we tend to grind against each other a little bit and become the sandpaper that helps to refine each other. Yeah. So the longer that we're in the church, someone uh, questioned, why, why should we even go to church? Well, your involvement with each other helps to mature each other. And we learn how to deal with each other in compassionate ways, at least we should. And so yeah. when new people come into the church that don't know Jesus, hopefully they've come into a an environment that's a little more refined, that's rubbed up against each other, learned how to be caring and kind to each other. So yeah. when these people come in, that we can love them and be gentle and compassionate too. A after all, we've all come uh, uh, through our own channels of wounds and hurts right. to find Christ, and uh, the church uh, can become that uh, place of healing for, for yeah. other people. Because I'm sure you agree that you know, that saying somebody came up with it, hurt people, hurt people. Exactly. And I think it's genius to, to name the book uh, How to Keep from Getting Hurt. Because if you can keep from getting hurt, you're not going to hurt somebody and there'll just be a place of healing in right. the church. That's where, what it should be, right? Yeah, hurts can come from any direction. And, you know, for, uh, coming from the perspective as a pastor, uh, first of all, the pastors need to be sensitive uh, about people. Uh, and, and, right. and caring, be conscious. I know that I've gotten into a place where I've been preaching along and suddenly say something 
which I, I feel is led of the Lord, but deals directly with a, a particular issue that a person's dealing with, and they, they may think I'm pointing at them, and I'm not. Right, that happens it, a lot. Yeah. You know, and there are all kinds of little scenarios like this. Uh, if we go to the Word of God, and, and we begin to teach the Word of God, uh, teach people how to uh, bring their wounds and hurts to the Lord, that's where we really need to get started with all that. Uh, the Bible says um, uh, that uh, he will keep us in perfect peace if we keep our eyes upon him. Amen. And uh, the Bible also tells us that uh, uh, the, if we will uh, root ourselves in the word of God, it will help us and keep us from being offended. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, so uh, uh, the word of God will absorb our f offenses and our sensitivities if we will get our lives rooted in that. So the church That's needs to be good. really founded upon the word of God, that environment, that community of people, yeah. teaching them to love and care about each other, but also teaching those who come into the church uh, to bring our wounds and hurts to Christ and uh, uh, not to be sensitive toward those who may do stupid things. Yeah. Uh, human beings do dumb things. Yes, we do. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> so true. You know, and you said, and bear one another's burdens, the Bible says, you know. Exactly. I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's the line I just never want to cross where I'm not doing that, where I'm not trying to be a blessing to somebody. But I don't know. One thing came to my mind last night at the table was that sometimes we, uh, it was Paul, I believe, in Galatians. Uh, yeah, I just preached something a few weeks ago from Galatians 3 where it says, foolish Galatians. You know, did you get saved because of your works and your stuff? And and what it, what I took out of that one thing I took out of it was that so many times in church we still believe or we still act like our salvation is based on everything we're doing in church, all our works. So if somebody doesn't measure up, then they're the first to point the finger. Why weren't you a Bible study? Why didn't you? You know, and then you know we take it upon ourselves. There's so much we put pressure that's not there. If we could all just walk in the spirit is what Paul's trying to tell. I mean, am I on the right track there? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And and one of the, the things that I emphasize and have done so and encourage others to, uh, the word of God really teaches us as Christians uh, to sub submerge our lives in Christ and, and die to self. Self is the ultimate offender. Yeah. Uh, self doesn't wow. care about our neighbor and what's going on with them. It just wants our own way. It doesn't matter if, if, uh, if we uh, run over somebody else in the process of getting our way or oh. getting our attention. Right. Uh, and so if we will submerge ourselves in Christ, it works both ways. If we will uh, die to self when we come into any kind of environment of a church, uh, you know, we will be insensitive to the hurts that someone causes us, but also we will be more um, sensitive and caring to other people and the hurts that they they bear. Yeah, we need to, and uh, it comes from the uh, from the head down as well. I saw the most heartbreaking to me. I, I almost nearly broke out in tears. Facebook, somebody had posted they had their camera in the church where two pastors were fighting over the pulpit. Uh -huh. One said he belonged there. The other said he belonged there. And they called the police to the church. I mean, it was just like the ultimate worst service I've ever seen in my life. Oh my and it goodness. all comes from the pride and the works and all the, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, self. Um, yeah. 
ego. Um, we, we, we don't know how much these kinds of things uh, affect us. And one of the things about drawing close to Christ is that we uh, lose ourselves in him and, and beca he becomes our identification rather than our, our own uh, uh, thing that we're out to, yeah. to accomplish or to do. No, that is the key. That is so good. And it doesn't, it doesn't hurt if we stay in prayer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because we're, say, connected to God. We actually can listen to him, and he can direct our paths. And uh, I love this book, and uh, I've read the book, and I was asking about the book, and then you showed it to me, and I knew exactly the book from the cover because uh, I've read this, and this has really helped me a lot in answering some questions people have about prayer, faith and praying in the spirit, and praying for one another. Um, oh, I like this question. Can prayer make the devil leave me alone? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I love, I love your answer. I'll let you tell it live, though, instead of just reading from the book. You know, does the devil leave us alone? Well, the, well, the, the, the devil will leave us alone at times, uh, just like when, when Jesus... Uh, was attempted by the devil in the wilderness after he had uh, uh, fasted and prayed for 40 days. Uh, Jesus stood on the word of God when the devil came and, and attempted to tempt him to do wrong, to disobey God. Uh, and the Bible says that he left him for a season. Mm. Uh, that, that only, you know, now, now keep in mind, this is Jesus Christ we're talking about here uh, dealing with the devil. And the devil was tempting him. If the devil tempted Jesus, he will tempt us. And, uh, and so even as awesome and powerful as we think of the Son of God, and, and he used God's holy word to defend himself against the devil. It is written, he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And uh, three times, and the, and the scripture says, then the devil left him for a season. That means that he would eventually deal with him again. Yeah. So that, yes, we would deal with situations with the devil that we can uh, fend uh, ourselves by the word of God, that God will hold him at bay, and we can rebuke the devil, cast him out, and, mm -hmm. and these sorts of things. But the devil does not leave this planet, and no. we will deal with him again at some point or another. Yeah, sometimes the more you pray, the more he wants to come against you. Or well, seems like sometimes. he fights against those who have... Uh, he we're the opponents, you know. If we're yeah. not, if we're not really um, uh, wrestling uh, to to receive in prayer, to seeking God, whatever the devil uh, many times leaves people alone. It's it's those who are really accomplishing things for God or trying to. Yeah, the devil really gives them a hard time. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a, co a concept or a, a idea that I believe is false, but wanted your take on. Uh, praying or not praying, uh, of course, I always lean towards you can't pray enough. But when it comes to, uh, is it a lack of faith when you keep praying about a situation? You just pray the one time and then let her go? Because that, that was a concept out there that I don't agree with. But what, what is your... Yeah, no, no. Uh, faith is, is a continuous process. And um, and, and I under, understand and relate to what some faith teachers have taught in this regard. You right. pray once, but that's uh, that's not really scriptural because we see the little widow who uh, 
exactly. uh, who yeah. uh, uh, prayed, or at least she was appealing to a magistrate, earthly magistrate, to get her um, uh, court case settled, uh, avenge her adversaries. Jesus gave this parable, and uh, and so she just keep, kept coming back and bugging the magistrate uh, until he exactly. finally said, enough, I've had enough of this. I'm going to relent and just give her what she's asking for because she keeps bugging me. Jesus said, now learn this parable. If this is how an earthly magistrate or judge responds to persistence, how much will your heavenly father respond to persistence? Because right. he's, he's not an earthly judge. He is the righteous judge of heaven. Yeah. Yeah. And he wants to answer our prayers more than we want them answered. So persistence is, is a biblical principle. But the, I believe the way that I see it is that we begin by asking and we, we continue by believing. Yes, thanking him. By thanking answer. him yeah, and praising good. him for hearing us yeah. the first time. I almost think, and I don't know for sure on this one, I'm not that deep of a theologian, but I've come up to a conclusion that in that scenario with the widow and the judge, the judges, not necessarily God filing relenting because you begged him so many times, but maybe possibly that's the enemy that is just so tired of you storming the gates of hell that they say, okay, I'm taking my hands off. Exactly. And then God can step in. Is that too far-fetched? Oh, I think that's uh, uh, full in full agreement with what the scripture is saying there. There is, there is opposition. There is a resistance and getting our mm. answers to prayer. Yeah. And it's not that God is resisting us. Yeah. It's the devil that's resisting us. Mm. Uh, it, it's other things that are coming in the way. And yet, at the same time, uh, the, the, uh, the, the angels of God, the emissaries of God are working in our behalf. Remember Daniel. Remember right. uh, when he prayed and asked for the revelation of the dream that, that uh, God had given him. And he prayed for 21 days. 21 days, yeah. And then the angel uh, showed up and said, uh, uh, Daniel, from the very first day you began to set yourself apart. That's it, yeah. The, the, uh, uh, God considered the answer already accomplished. Yeah, that, that's it. That's but but there were, he was resisted by the, uh, by the spirits, I believe, the principalities of Persia, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. he was. He was engaged in a battle. Yeah. And so that battle had to be fought, and and Daniel had to keep praying yeah. and keep persisting in faith for Perfect. that battle to continue to be engaged. That is totally it. That is it. I want to get into more. And you know what I think we're going to do? I know we're going to do before this program is over. We're going to pray. Absolutely. There's some folks have sent in prayer requests that just need God to, to minister to them. Some going through the virus. Some uh, have had surgery. And yes, God needs to yes. He, uh, finish healing them. and. And uh, there are just so many different prayer requests. And then for our nation, and then the, the thing like on abortion. or uh, But then there, there's our economy. There's the border. There's, yes. there's just so many things that are happening, the division. And uh, only God can bring that together. And so uh, I want you to lead us in prayer before the end of the program. But folks that are watching, especially you Californians, my brother here is, uh, well, I think you were born Indiana, right? Yes, yes, sir. You are born and raised in Indiana. Rock and roller in Indianapolis. Was yeah, it? yeah, yeah. How'd you just? Did you just? Did you sing? Cause you don't sing now. Did you didn't sing? No, I was a musician. I was a, a percussionist, drummer, ah, and uh, played okay. other instruments as well. But I started out when I was fourteen, traveling and 
and uh, 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 went with the musicians union, played professionally really? for many years and until I got saved. Yeah. And God changed my life, and uh, Jesus came into my heart, transformed me. My lo- met with my lovely wife Praise at God. church, and we began to sing and minister together. Because she sing, she was with the um, Indianapolis. What is the official title? I wanted to get it right. Uh, Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra. I mean, that's... Yes, yes. Oh, that's... She's good. Oh, she, yeah. She sang with many... Yeah. Um, well, no. Yes. Um, on Lassie, I saw her. My, one of my favorite networks out there. Summerall. We network. were with Brother Summerall when we started for, for a number of years. And, and he really st- was instrumental in getting us started in ministry. Lester Summerall. Ah, oh, one of the best. Oh. Theologians, teachers, preachers, uh knew how about signs and wonders his book on signs and wonders his books on the on the baptism of the holy spirit i mean they're just textbooks to me absolutely that's, that's what really set in my heart and mind not you know i'm i'm sure they were good books in college but i don't quite remember them as much as <laughs> i got my you know degree at in the good college i better not even mention everybody knows what it is but uh <laughs> uh yeah but his books brother summerall was a profound teacher of the Word of God and yes. minister. But what was really interesting to me was to hear him tell stories personally to me that I'd never read anyplace. <gasps> oh, and that tell was me one. Can you tell me one? Um, let's see. He, he ministered with Smith Wigglesworth for two years. Yes. He walked with him, ministered with him in England. Yes. He told me personally, and it may have appeared in print someplace, but he was uh, walking up to his... Uh, his uh, apartment or flat one day in London, I believe it was in London, and uh, uh, he was carrying a newspaper under yep. his arm, and uh, Wigglesworth came to the door. He spoke with a, a uh, I believe, a Welch brogue or accent, and uh, I can't mimic it, but uh, he, he said, uh, come on in, Summerall, and he saw the newspaper under his arm, said, put that trash down by the door and come on in. He would not read anything but the Bible. Come on. Wow. And he learned to read the Bible. He could not read before Smith Wigglesworth until... That's how we learned to read? The yes. To read from the, from from the, the Bible. Bible. Yeah. Wow. That's power. That's, that'll make you think about how polluted our minds and hearts can be through the course of a day. Right. Oh, I might even be part of the pollution. I don't know. And I give you the news. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I say you Californians be interested. Larry, Lyle, uh, Karen, Cindy, all you Californians. And, and hello to the Texan Darris, to the Hables in Texas, yeah. and the Leverages in Wisconsin, too. But And Ginger's in California. Joe's in New York. Yay, Joe. I love you. Although you've beaten me twice in Words with Friends. Um, Ma Bell's watching. Oh, hey. mutual friend. Hi there. And a Kathy in Arkansas. Let's see. Now, is your website victorious.org? Yes, victorious. Oh, okay, that's how you get these books we're talking about. And uh, we'll talk about that again. Of course, Amazon has them. And uh, let's see. Kenny in Ohio. Hello. Olive in Miami. I love you, Mama. That's my Jamaican Mama. I love Miss Olive. Cliff and Joyce in St. Louis. And Ken Beatty in St. Louis, too. Uh, but... Uh, the Californians, because you ministered pastor there. Um, you were a seminary professor there as well in Stockton. Yes. Right? Golden. And, and uh, you were in Grass Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say, 20, 
We were in California for 25 years. So there you go, California. Pastored in Alameda, California, Grass Valley, California. I all know these areas you're talking about. Was a um, vice president of Golden State School of Theology there in Stockton, California. Uh, Taught uh, for a time in Spirit Life Bible College, which was in uh, Anaheim uh, for a period of time. So, yeah, that was uh, our, our roots there in California, other than Indiana, where we were born. And, and I saw in your bio, you pastored, now, so, so he knows about churches and people getting hurt in church. You pastored four churches in three different states at one time? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> the way it was worded, I, th- I thought maybe, maybe I just, I read it wrong. Yeah, that would be an accomplishment. Right? Yeah. You're pastoring four churches. I know some guys... It's very hard, and uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know how they do it, but there are a few that, that handle it and some that really don't. Yeah. But right, um, right. so it wasn't four churches at one time. No, no, no. You've had you've pastored four churches in three different states. Yeah, over a period of 35 years. Yeah. 35 years, so California would be one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever go back to Indiana? Yeah, we, we started there and then went back, did, did an interim pastorship there, and then pastored uh, uh, in, in Cleveland, Ohio for a period yeah. of time. Yeah. Wow, Ohio. There's Ohio out there. Pastor Day, he pastors in uh, near Dayton, in Beaver Creek, Ohio. Oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah, great church there. Um, uh, what brought you to Tennessee? Well, the Lord. We, we went to uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and pastored First Assembly of God there in Lynnhurst. And we, uh, our daughter, in the meantime, uh, who had gone to Bible college, uh, met a young man. Uh, the son of a, a pastor, and they, uh, he was in the music business. They both were. Uh, my, my daughter is a singer-songwriter, and they mm. uh, decided to move to Nashville. Nice. So when we uh, left that church, we uh, felt that uh, the Lord might uh, bring us down here, and he did. Yes. I'm so glad. <laughs> I need to have you more often since I know you live here or you're nearby. Uh, and uh, have you ever written, uh, you've got four books, Prayer and the Church, and uh, I think another title was Prayer. Another one was about the church as well. Yeah, um, I, I have another one that, that basically is a testimony book about various miracles oh. that we've been through. Uh, 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 we were, uh, my life was spared in a terrible tornado decades ago. Wow, and, and that's uh, relevant to today. Other, like said. Oh, yeah, other uh, situations. Um, uh, and then we have a church called What? Uh, people ask about the church, and that that was that's used as a textbook or a reference book in many Bible colleges for a number of years. That's good. I think this one should be too on prayer, which is really, really prayer solutions. I love that. And uh, you've been married thirty years. Uh, well, it's been it? over that forty. Really? Forty. Forty. Yeah. yeah. I wrote the wrong number. Uh, <laughs> we were married when we were 41 years so old. So when is the book on marriage coming out? <laughs> What'd you say? We were married when we were just one year old. That's right. Fact. You were just a, as a just baby. Just kidding. Yes. Saw each other in the crib and said, this is the one. That's right. <laughs> so when's the book on marriage coming? And marriage I marriage solutions. My wife will have to write that one. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you seem to be a very intelligent man. Very. And in your new broadcast, how do we listen to or uh, this is the day? Well, we, we get just go to my website, which is victorious.org, or victorious.org slash YouTube, and that'll go to our YouTube okay. uh, channel, and that'll show uh, our present and past videos. We're also on Preach the Word Worldwide Network every week. If you go to the website, there will be channel listings that you can uh, see us uh, on there. 
uh, as well as Facebook. Yes, yes, do that. Um, are they all called This Is The Day? Or the yes, yeah, This, this is, is The Day. So you remember, This Is The Day. I'm sure if you type that, Google that, you will find that. Yes. And if you Google today, you will find it's not only Bill of Rights Day, it's also National, get ready, are you ready? National Lemon Cupcake Day. <laughs> and so we have a Lemon Cupcake Day, and then the in the honor and the spirit of Lemon Cupcake Day, I've got to take one for the team. A white of the lemon. Whoa. That's way better than I thought it would be. But <laughs> that's way too much sugar for me. But happy National Lemon Cupcake Day. Same to you, brother. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. It's so uh, specific. <laughs> you know, there it's not Cupcake go. Day, it's Lemon yeah. Cupcake Day. Ooh, that's strong sugar. Yeah. <laughs> there you have it. So, Pastor, you, um, uh, obviously, you know, it's, oh, oh, I wanted to, before, I wanted to talk about the tornado deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. As one of the miracles from that book uh, you mentioned, you were. Oh, man, this, what happen, has happened this here. Is the power of prayer, folks. Just in recent days has just uh, melted our hearts because Amen. I, I'm a survivor of, a devastating tornado when I was uh, just 12 years old. It hit our town, mm. um, and uh, uh, we were up in uh, Bowling Green just uh, the other day, and we saw some of the devastation there. Oh. It was just heartbreaking. Yeah. But w when I was 12 years old, on a Sunday afternoon, my, my parents were enjoying uh, uh, time with my uh, older sister, married sister, that had come home to visit, and, and I was uh, just a kid, 12, and uh, Indiana is well known for humid, um, uh, sultry uh, weather in the summer and storms, as we are here in Tennessee as well. But yes. we could kind of tell it was brewing something uh, in the distance. And that Sunday evening, we went in, in the house and we were watching TV when there uh, came on the news a uh, weather warning of a tornado warning. Now, back in those days, tornado warnings were really kind of a new thing. They didn't have them as often and as uh, well. Uh, or the uh, Doppler radio or satellite, exactly. whatever they do now. They know much more today about all that. So when we heard a tornado warning there, I mean, that was big, big news. And they were able to even identify that this tornado had uh, already touched down, had caused damage. It was coming right toward where we were. And so um, uh, we, we began to gather things together to go to the basement. And, uh, and so uh, uh, we, we did this whenever we heard of a storm this way, which was yeah. uh, somewhat infrequent, but we, we would have them to come. And we had weathered some bad storms in the basement. But uh, this would be a different kind. As we uh, uh, began to make our way to the basement, we began to hear a roar and a vibration in the house. Mm. Just as we got to the, uh, the, uh, the last person in, in, down in the cellar, um, the lights went out in the house, went wow. dark, and there was a shuddering and a, a, just a rumbling and shaking. Mm. Uh, my mother was uh, uh, down there praying, and I'll never forget it. She was standing next to the hot water heater in the basement calling out to Jesus, and we really didn't know what to do. We were stunned. I was looking out the the window of the basement, and there was a, a small tree out there about a four or five inches in diameter, and it began to bend over, and oh. it bent all the way to the ground. Oh. I saw things 
of, of floating by outside oh rapidly, pieces of farm machinery, buildings. Uh, the, the house was shaking. Yeah. The sound was was like a like a bomb going off. Yeah. And our, our house I mean was it's creaking. It's like a freight train's coming through your house. Like uh, the exactly. Most biggest it train. was. It was. Yeah. And we felt it. And my mom was calling out to God, Jesus, save us, Jesus. She would call out to him. And then it became quiet. Mm. And so uh, my, my dad and my brother-in-law made their way up the stairs carefully, thinking that there might not be anything there. But the house is intact. And we made our way, and I followed along, and the rest of us, to the front door, and we had to pry the front door open because things had slammed up against the house. There were uh, uh, two before speared into the side of the house. Thirteen of our neighbors would be killed in that <gasps> terrible, terrible oh. storm that day. But we looked at the house, and while our woods was practically gone and there was debris in every direction, our house was pretty much intact with some, some little damage here and there. But it was when my neighbor across the road uh, came looking for us, and he said, I'm so glad that you were okay because we saw it come and got in the car, and we raced away, and we honked at you. We don't think you heard us. But when we got about a mile away, we stopped, looked back, and we saw the twister coming through our place oh. and coming right to your house. Oh. But then something happened. The twister paused, raised up in the air. <gasps> And passed over your house to the other side and came wow. back down. And that's when I remembered my mom. Jesus, save us. Jesus, help us. Yeah. And well, I believe that we're here by the miracle of God. Today. God does perform miracles today. There's a miracle. There's some encouragement. A Christmas miracle uh, for you is, is in store for you today. When God's people pray, something happens. And it happens in the physical and in the spiritual but there, you know, greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. And, and man, I, I've had the anointing goosebumps I've felt since you started speaking that God wants to touch somebody today. Yes. And, Pastor, yes. I want you to pray for somebody. Pray yes. for this nation. But pray for individuals for healing and the miracles that they need, whether it's financial, whether it's uh, physical, maybe their family. And, and sometimes Christmas, the holidays are, are very depressing for some. Yes. And uh, but so that God will speak to him today, encourage him today. So what he did at Christmas by coming to this earth was to give us healing, to give us help, and to yes. save us and set us free yes. from the works of the devil. Just just uh, a, a couple days ago, there was a testimony out of this terrible tornado here in Kentucky. A little girl in Mayfield that was uh, taken up by the tornado, <gasps> and uh, and her grandmother said that, uh, and, and she, she came, she was found, but she said she was sucked up into the tornado and swirling in the tornado. Oh. And her grandmother said that what, when she was in that tornado, she was, she was crying out to Jesus, Jesus, <gasps> help me, protect me. And she, she was put down by that tornado. I can't remember her name offhand, Come but on, if you folks. look online, you can see her name. Yeah, well, Mayfield, Kentucky got hit very hard. Terrible. That's a good. That's a good story in the middle of all the horrible things that happen. Come on, pray for us all, Pastor. You have the anointing on you. Today. Well, Father in heaven, we agree together today, and those that are watching with us, we're believing that you would bring a, a miracle in the lives of every person who needs one, who reaches out to you in faith today, Lord. For the tornado victims in Kentucky and the states that have been so hard hit, 
help yes, them, Lord, Lord today. Yes, God. Uh, we don't have the answers for those who have been taken from this world, but we thank you. We thank you, that Lord, that their lives have been spared, hundreds of lives. And, Lord, we pray that you will meet those needs and pour out your encouragement and blessing in their life. Provide for them, Lord. Yes, Lord, for those who, who are struggling with COVID, and we just hear of more cases every day. I, I, just a year ago, I, I, I struggled for my life, and you saved my life, Lord. Yes. I'm believing that you will do the same for yes. my brothers and sisters today. Yes. And it, it, I pray that, Lord, you will raise them up, bring healing to their bodies. We come against this COVID. We come against this, uh, this evil virus in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we're believing that you will bring that healing, bring that uh, change that they need in their body in the name of Jesus. Not only of that, but of other illnesses, diseases, afflictions in the name of Jesus. You said in your word that with your stripes we are healed. And we claim that. And we stand upon that today. Provide the needs, Lord, those uh, that have them today. We pray that you would bless them. Lord, those who need jobs, those who need their finances, miracles. We ask in the name of Jesus that you will come onto the scene and provide what our brothers and sisters need today. Now, you've promised us in the word, if any two on earth yes. would agree that whatever they ask would be done of our Father in heaven. That is your word, and we stand upon that today. We believe that. And, Lord, we, we thank you and praise you for hearing us. Thank you, Lord, that you're opening up the, the opportunities, that you're opening up, Lord, those uh, airways that are, uh, the people are unable to breathe because of the, the respiratory illnesses. Lord, in Jesus' name, we thank you and praise you that you're doing something. Even yes, now yes, as we are, speak, Lord. and yes, we thank you, you and praise you for it. In Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' name. In yes, Jesus' Lord. name. Yes, Lord. The precious name of Jesus, we give you yes, praise. The name above all names. We give God. you praise, praise Lord. Thank we you, thank you. Praise we you, give Jesus. you glory. Yes. In Jesus' name. Well, this is the season for miracles, for sure. And I know God is able. The greatest miracle was that he came to this earth and... Uh, Yes. Just share what Christmas uh, means to you, Pastor, just before we, we say goodbye, you know. Got a, got a word about Christmas? Or? It's a miracle in the manger. Ooh, that's a good line. I'm going to use that for a song. Miracle in the yeah, manger. I love that. That's good. The miracle of Jesus is, is so, many, so fast, well, uh, many faceted. Uh, the, I was looking at the prophecies of, of Jesus before uh, I, I came here today, and there's of course, over 300, uh, nearly 365 exactly, uh, really? about the coming of the Messiah wow. and his life and his death and so forth. Wow. But there are dozens of passages that predict or prophesy the birth of Jesus and how exact, yeah. how exact uh, that fulfillment was that Jesus came as the, uh, uh, as the, the baby of a virgin of uh, uh, it was a, the, the scripture t prophesied that it would be a star that would lead them uh, to the Savior, that the kings would come from the east and they would offer him gifts, that, that he would be worshipped by, by shepherds. Uh, and on and on and on it goes. Yeah. Uh, I read where there was an uh, astrophysicist who uh, calculated 
the odds of how that that could happen just by chance. And he said, if, huh. if you just took eight of the prophecies re regarding the birth of Jesus and, uh, if, uh, uh, and calculated those, if how that that could occur by chance, the odds against that would be a 10 followed by 17 zeros. One yeah. chance out of 100 quadrillion, I believe, is the number. Wow. He, he said it would be like if you uh, took silver dollars and covered the entire state of Texas uh, a foot and a half and blindfolded a person, sent him out into, into the, the state and to find one that you had marked. Come on. That would be Tell equal that. to the to the challenge of this all being by chance. Yeah. It wasn't by chance. No, it was not. It was it was not designed. Yes. It was the word His of perfect God. Perfect plan. That's right. The <laughs> miracle in the manger. <laughs> I should have asked you that before I sang that song. <laughs> but it, no, it's the truth. It is so the truth. You know, because even if you tried, even if Jesus and his disciples or his parents had this plot to to become the Messiah, make him look like the there's no way they could have fulfilled all those prophecies in that perfect way. From his death to his birth, I mean, all of it. It was all precise. And so the, the student of the, the word of God at that time would know that he truly was indeed and is the Messiah. Yeah, yeah, no. I read the other day where, you know, he was born in Bethlehem, but the, the official name of the town is Bethlehem Ephrathah. Yes. Where Bethlehem means house of bread. Yes. Ephrathah means fruit of the vine. Yes. I mean, how can that have been planned for communion, you know, the communion, the whole connection would do this in remembrance, broken of his body and, and spilled his blood. To be born in a city itself that means fruit of the vine and the house of bread. I mean, yeah, right. just that alone is enough for me. But, yeah. Exactly. It's, it, throughout the, the Bible, there's these, these types of parallels, these types of, yeah. of uh, 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 fulfillments is just extraordinary. What's exciting about that is the fact that he, all these details fulfilled precisely by the Lord. That means every need you have, every answer you need, he has precisely the answer for you. He has precisely the right solution for you. And especially if you don't know him, for you to have eternal life and to know Jesus in a real way today. It's the reason he came. It is the, re it is the reason for this season. Because he loves you so much, he wants to set you free from sin. And he doesn't want you. He didn't build hell for you. It's not for you. He's right. building a mansion in heaven for you. That's, That's what right. he planned for you. That's right. Don't turn it away. Accept him today. Christmas will be a great time to accept him. Absolutely. The, now, right now is the right time for sure to know the Lord. Pastor, time goes so fast when we're having a good time, you know. I think we always have a good time on the show. I don't think it's ever been like a drag that I've been here like, can we get this show <laughs> over? But especially today, I appreciate it. I appreciate the books that you have, you know, <laughs> sometimes books are written, sermons are preached that try to answer questions nobody's asking. <laughs> there you go. But you... <laughs> are uh, answering questions people are asking about prayer, Bible answers, not just his opinion, Bible answers to questions people ask about prayer. And uh, I'm just really intrigued about this book. And I'm going to victorious.org yes. or Amazon probably yes. to get it. Uh, the How to Keep from Getting Hurt in the Church. Yes. Uh, 
Not that I think I could get hurt in the church, but a few have tried. <laughs> they have yeah. tried me and tried my patience. But uh, no, uh, this is really good. And and the one about the other one about the church. You, uh, the, what uh, people ask about the church. Yes, that that's good to have on hand for everybody in case somebody says, why should I go to church, or, right? Does that answer those kind of questions? Or what is the church, and why is there a church? Yeah, it, it answers those kind of questions, but it also goes it. into the doctrines of the church and the different beliefs of different churches and that sort of thing uh, in, our, in our nation as well as the world. So it, it talks a little bit about all that. I love it. I love it. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. And you and Miss Jerry have a Merry Christmas. Thank you. And your family. You're going to have, are you going to stay in town for Christmas? Yes. They're going to have a tender Tennessee Christmas. I love that song. <laughs> right. I need to record that. I love it. But Beautiful. I'm afraid to because Amy Grant did it so well. <laughs> and I would mess it up. Well, I'm glad you're watching today. Uh, please, let's also pray for Tina Patterson-White. She's going to be on the show Friday. And uh, well, selfishly, I want to pray she'll still come. But she came down with strep throat yesterday. And mm. so... Uh, she's a great country singer, Tina Patterson wife. So put her on your prayer list and pray for her and uh, maybe pray she'll be healed. Uh, not maybe, pray she'll be healed, yes. but sooner than later so that maybe she can be on Friday. Amen. But tomorrow we have a great day. Rebecca May Lawless will be with us, Rebecca May. And for all of you ladies that love Rob Andres, I hear he's going to come and accompany her on the on the guitar. So Rob Andres will be here. You know him, you love him, you know you do. Ginger, uh, Joyce, uh, Phyllis, <laughs> it's their favorite. Alex Schultz, the keyboardist, and Rob Andres, the singer guitar player. So Rob will be here, uh, Rebecca May, but it's, it's really Rebecca. Rob had his day last week. It's Rebecca's turn. So Rebecca May will be here tomorrow. And Friday, maybe Tina Patterson White, but I'll be here anyway. Uh, bless you. Remember, push the share button because this was some good word we received today. The prayer alone could really uh, help somebody. So please push your share button on Facebook or share it on the YouTube. You that are listening by podcast right now, please, please, please share it. Tell somebody about this great program today with Pastor Dale A. Robbins. And we'll be back tomorrow with Rebecca May, Rob Andres, and company. It's going to be a big day. Remember, Jesus is the answer for this world today. Take us out, Larry, in Modesto, yeah. California. <laughs> Our Christmas version. This brings to a close another edition of A.M. Kevin. We're glad you could join us. The A.M. Kevin Show is presented Monday through Friday featuring evangelist, composer, and gospel artist Kevin Shorey and the entire A.M. Kevin Club gang. If you'd like to contact us, you can call us at 844-47-KEVIN. That number once again is 844-475-3846. Or you can write us at Kevin Shorey Ministries, P.O. Box 222, Pleasant View, Tennessee, 37146. Our email address is kshoreymen at aol.com. You can also visit our website, kevinshorey.com. Join us again next time when we present another edition of AM Kevin. And remember, Jesus is the answer for this world today. AM Kevin 
is part of the outreach ministry of Kevin Shorey Ministries, Inc., All Rights Reserved. <laughs>